Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. He went without food, not to lose weight, but to help people lose generations of hate. While many around him rose up with violence, he sat down for peace. When others used religion as an excuse for war, he used it to remind them of love. Mahatma Gandhi made the world a far better place by reaching out with the strength he cultivated within his soul. Soul, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Rising above, taking just a minute, I imagine stepping into a hot air balloon, the balloon slowly lifting up into the blue sky. Looking down, I see the picture of my life. Any problems seem so small. I take this moment enjoy silence, peace, and to rest my mind. As the balloon gently descends, I return to my day with a quiet and peaceful mind. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Rising Above on the Just a Minute Meditation by the Brahma Kumaris. Happy New Year. Hopefully it's a new version of yourself as well and you're stepping in to the new year with style and beauty and grace. Of course, starting from the inside out, not from outside in. Right now, the fact that we're still in lockdown, I think many of us are still looking to really beautify the inner world because we don't have a choice. All the fancy clothes and cars and jewelry that we have, nobody's seeing it unless you show it on Zoom. And does it really matter? Really, the work is on the inside. What is the inner work that's taking place? How are you moving into the real version of you, that part of you that transcends limitations of thinking and being? A few days ago, I had a wonderful session that was organized by our next guest, Indira Gumorova, who is a dynamic individual doing a lot of work in public relations and bringing a lot of creativity in our world. She organized friends from around the world, ambassadors, wives, and so on, to really look into wellness and to look into elevating themselves. And as a result, I also got an idea to peep deeper into the heart and the soul of Indira. Beautiful lady doing beautiful work and today we're going to have a wonderful conversation with her. Let me tell you a little bit about who she is. 
Indira Gumarova is a dynamic and a multilingual marketing professional. She's got 20 years of public relations experience in New York's creative industry. Her client list includes notable off-Broadway theater productions, filmmakers, authors, musicians, fashion designers. She has promoted documentary films on a wide range of subjects, including science, health, and even Islam. Indira is a former Prague Castle resident who has been based primarily in Prague since 2014, and she's quickly become an influential participant in the Washington, D.C.'s cultural scene, promoting local businesses and cultural events. Her rich multicultural background has naturally enabled her to take a leading role in the life of Prague's diplomatic community. Indira also founded the Diplomacy in Fashion Project with the mission to integrate the language of fashion into the message of diplomacy and vice versa. She holds dual citizenship and is married to the current Czech ambassador to the United States, Hinek I hope that I did okay on that one, Indira. Today, we're really privileged to welcome Indira Gurumova to America Meditating Radio. Happy New Year, Indira. Welcome. Hi, Sister Jenna. Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to your listeners as well. Uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you so much for inviting me to be a guest on your show. So this is my first interview in this year. It's going it. to be so bright. Listen to me. 21 is going to be not only our year, but the world's year to rise up. And if we don't rise up in 2021, I don't know when we're going to do it. So congratulations for opening your year by doing one of the best radio interviews that you ever do all year. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is my dream. This is a projection. Exactly. This is a great beginning. My gosh, you've got such an amazing multicultural background. You are a native of Tatar. You have lived in Mm -hmm. various places. You are fluid in English, Tatar, Czech. Russian. How do you identify yourself? Thank you so much for this question. Actually, it's very important right now because I grew up in former Soviet Union countries in Central Asia called Uzbekistan. One would expect that if I'm from Uzbekistan, I am Uzbek, but Uzbekistan has so many nationalities. So I am one of 100 minorities. So I am a Tatar and my native language is Tatar. Then when I immigrated to America, I became American. And then I married to Czech ambassador and I became Czech. So basically my identity is Czech-American but ethnically Tatar. The question I am usually asked where I am from and where I'm really from, my answer is not so easy. It's really complicated. The people translate it usually for themselves and it goes to the head. Oh, it's so complicated. I'm not really interested. You know? <laughs> well, you know what I'd call you? I would call you a child of the divine. You belong yes, to everyone. Thank you. So you are a former Prague Castle resident, and if you could explain what that is to some of our listeners who don't know what that is, I think that would help to raise their level of understanding. And could you also tell us what brought you to the nation's capital, to Washington, D.C.? Yes. If you have been in Prague at least once, you know that Castle is one of the major tourist attraction, but also it's a place where a president sits and also presidential family lives. So my husband used to work for president and we had an opportunity to live in a castle. It's something that I did once in my life and I'm very proud of it. Probably it will never happen again, but this experience I will never ever forget. 
to live in a castle, it's a tourist area and it's closed usually at 10 p.m. So if you tell people that uh, you go in a castle, they think, oh, it's already closed. But then you say you live there and everybody has a really interesting surprise. From Did you feel like a princess when you were there? When I was living, I didn't feel like that, of course. But now I feel that, yes, I was privileged. <laughs> so I wow. appreciate now even more than ever. So what was the yeah. Prague Castle like? How big was it? How many rooms do you recall? The Prague Castle itself is so huge. I don't remember how many rooms, but I know it has 1,200 windows. Also, it's closed for tourists because it is a presidential seat. Once a year, they have an open-door tourist attraction, so everybody can come and kind of go through some public rooms. I can't believe that the castle dates back to the 9th century, and I think they must have started to rebuild it in the 12th century. The Bohemian kings moved out of the Mm -hmm. castle and began to live in the royal court. There's so much royalty in that place. Did you ever sense or feel some of the previous residents, like spirits? They say a lot of times that when you go right. into these older buildings, sometimes you can feel the energies of the people there. Did you ever feel that? Yes, I actually felt it. We had chairs from the Ferdinand V, the last uh, coronated king of Bohemia, and I sat on these chairs. I felt the energy. I felt this is so amazing. He was sitting at the chair, and now I'm sitting. So, yes, I felt the energy, so I could sit on the chair forever. <laughs> One of the most beautiful cities in Europe. Yes, Let's talk you. about your project, the Diplomacy and Fashion Project, and what inspired you to actually start it? When I came to Washington, I knew that besides promoting cultural from Czech Republic, I wanted to do something special, something that was missing in Washington, and I found my niche of fashion, but was connected to diplomacy, because fashion is a language, and diplomacy is a language, and they both carry the message, and you must learn the both to understand the language. Where else people should speak the language of diplomacy and fashion than in Washington, capital of world diplomacy? We have here more embassies than anywhere countries in the world. Also, for me, it was so important to meet new people. What I learned in Washington, because it's so huge and there are so many embassies and consulates, we are divided by region. If you're from Europe, you will meet only people from Europe, or if you're from Africa, only from Africa. So I wanted to do something special to connect the whole world. So this is, for me, was important to have this project that I could meet new people beautiful because I know and you know and those of you who live in the Washington metropolitan area it Mm -hmm. is so cultural especially when you're in the diplomatic community or you go to these international events when you go to these programs and you look at Mm -hmm. the dress of the cultures it takes you through the whole world for free you would have to get on a flight to travel around the whole world which would take you maybe months to really complete, but you walk into these rooms and you have a Czech Republic design, you have an Indian design, you have something from the Middle East, you have an Ethiopian garb, you've got a Chinese look, you've got a Japanese kimono dress, and it's the most beautiful thing to see, I have to tell you. How deep is fashion 
in terms of defining our culture? It's so important. I found myself as a culture translator because especially I lived in so many other countries of the world. I lived in Australia as well and in Asia and Europe, in America. So for me, it was important that fashion teaches people how to speak without words and how to observe and listen to other people's messages, even unsaid ones. And the dresses and what you wore are messages and gestures and rituals and words of diplomacy, but also the dress is bringing harmony. Especially in Washington, the dress brings harmony to opposites who don't know each other or even worse, they don't like each other. So this is why it's so important to breathe without words, but through the fashion. I always bring awareness and teach other people, do not make any mistakes. So, for example, if you go to Embassy of Israel for the reception, mm-hmm. don't wear Iranian designer. You will attract attention, and this attention will not be so positive. So not to make mistakes, that's one of the important things when you dress up in Washington. That's why I like to just wear my white yeah. sari. It just gets me in every door. <laughs> Yes, it's very safe. Everybody loves yes. India, except maybe Pakistan, but everybody loves India. Um, right, but Pakistani dress is very close to sari as well. Exactly. You know? Tell me, in terms of the world of fashion, I loved what you said just now, that mm-hmm. sometimes fashion communicates a sense of yourself that you mm-hmm. can't communicate through words. I thought that was very powerful, what you said. So when you look at young girls, walking around Mm -hmm. with jeans, T-shirts halfway off of them, their boobs protruding out of their clothes. Do you ever have a comment to make? Do you just want to grab them and put on some really good clothes on them? What do you usually think? When they ask me, I always have my opinion. But when they don't ask me, I'm very diplomatic about this, so I'm kind of silent. But once they ask me, I definitely tell them how important to have the value, and the value will go through the dress. Whatever is meaningful for them, it has to show, especially in Washington, I believe that almost everybody is a public figure. So what they were, it will be next day on the social media and somebody will comment, if you're in Washington and if you are a young girl, you can be a girl, a child or a daughter of ambassador or congressman or senator. And these people will be always commented more than any other people. So I always believe that in Washington, everybody is a public figure. So you do have to watch how you dress and what you wear because it reflects on your values. And people are very easy to judge and jump to conclusion. That's just human nature, though. And at some point, don't you feel also, though, there comes a point in time where you don't have to try to keep proving yourself to people? And I'm not talking about the shorts and the T-shirts hanging out Mm -hmm. and the nails long from here to Timbuktu nails, or Mm -hmm. eyelashes from here to Timbuktu, right? I'm talking about, is there a fashion statement that you can suggest, Mm -hmm. especially for a woman, that just speaks to her self-respect and self-worth? Is there a particular way that she can just find that style that she can carry around it? When somebody looks at her, they'll be like, oh, that woman has self-respect. It's very individual, and especially people like to go, you know, with a trend and, you know, with a fashion and what is in fashion or fancy today. So this is how they try to dress up. But I always suggest, like, please look before you leave, look at the mirror and look at yourself from with the other people's eyes. You 
always have to remember, like in New York, you can dress up a hundred times more colorful than in Washington, but maybe just like a trend. But to really test it and what you wore and then it become kind of like a trend from to all over the world, this is Washington. I always say that before you leave, look at the mirror and just stop and ask yourself, do I like how I look like? Do I like that other people will repeat the same style and it will be trendy? I think the question is important. That's what I would advise. And I want to share and I want to stress with everyone, too, I do wear a particular garb, which is the regular basic garb that I wear all the time, which is called a sari, Mm -hmm. which is what Mm -hmm. Indian women generally wear. But my Mm -hmm. sari isn't fashionable. It's just a plain white sari. However, in 2019, I became the ambassador for Mebaz Designs where mm-hmm. I have these jackets that you can't get mm-hmm. nowhere else in the world. And when wow. I put these jackets on over my saris, I cannot uh-huh. tell you this, Indira. Uh-huh. Everywhere I go, I get at least 10 to 20 compliments. And right. so here I am carrying a spiritual presence about who I am. Uh-huh. And at the same token, I'm also showing the flair, the love, the love for life, the love for colors at the same time, just because that's the way I want to feel for me. This is my balance of who I am, that I live in and out, the inner and the outer world. So sometimes I feel like fashion also Uh should reflect your inner and your outer dimension of how you live. What do you think? I believe so. What you say, it's silent rule of fashion and diplomacy. So always to be slightly overdressed than undressed, Yeah, definitely, like, put over the jacket or some kind of beautiful shawl. This is a general rule. So when you follow this rule, it always pays off. This is what is so interesting, exactly what you said. Always have something, a flair, and that is close to you. It will show that you're also so open-minded. You don't have uniform. You have your own style. You like special colors, and it shows, and you will always get a compliment. I love that. Now, during the COVID lockdown, you hosted a special program at the Embassy of the Czech Republic in D.C. called Fashion in the Garden. Sorry I missed that one. It was an outdoor, socially distant event. Could Mm -hmm. you tell us about that? Before COVID, I was working with seven embassies to bring international designers to Washington, D.C. for an international runway show. And then our life stopped after COVID-19. All the plans that I had changed into Zoom meetings. But I wanted to take people out of Zoom. I wanted to take them to the nature. So here comes the idea of fashion in a garden. But it was more like an installation. And my friend from Prague, she recommended me a fashion sustainable designer, Petra Ptachkova. And I fell in love with her design instantly because she kind of reinvented fashion and pushed the industry into new direction. So she made this zero-waste collection, and she used a sustainable approach to making clothes. So her clothes, actually, they were perfect for outside. I had the exhibition for about a month, and 600 people visited it, but it's also available online on diplomacyandfashion.com. It's a small version, but it is very successful, and it is only event that any embassy actually had during COVID time. I'm very proud of it. You, know, you should be. That's fantastic. Are you planning to host one in 2021? 
Right now I'm working actually with Events DC and Smithsonian, probably Smithsonian, and we are giving the first diplomacy and session award to Madam Secretary Madeleine Albright. This is my next project. I cannot talk more about it. This is my project that I'm working on right now. Looking forward to hearing more about that. There are many people that are finding it challenging to juggle multiple priorities and responsibilities. How are you finding your balance in the midst of all of this? It's hard to find the balance, especially right now during the COVID time. But because I'm meeting new people even now, like during Zoom, even the way how I met you, I met you before in the Capitol yeah, Hill, yeah. but everybody was so busy. And now we kind of like met again on completely different circumstances, but it was so natural and organic. I like to meet new people and I don't stop. That's probably one of my favorite things to do. And I find balance by learning how to meditate thanks to you again. So that's really good because I think that sometimes balance for many of us comes in different ways. I find my balance when I use my thoughts and my words and my choices in a way that brings benefit to others as much as I can. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like I am paying a debt or I'm settling an account or I'm creating Mm -hmm. a future that is deep inside of the soul. So for me, a balance is more like a soul thing. So the fact that you mentioned meditation is a form of a balance for you, that meeting new people is a form of a balance for you, because that opens up new relations, new experiences, and with things being so different on Zoom, that also opens up new avenues for new friendships that maybe would have never been formed. You're at the Capitol Hill, we're doing a big lecture, I'm on the stage, I come down, there are 10 people, I don't get to talk to you. But we're in a Zoom room, and I get to talk with you. So these are different ways that we're learning about balancing, so I like that. In a way, I think the world has slowed down very much due to the global Mm -hmm. pandemic. Is -hmm. there anything that you have learned or discovered about yourself during this time? Probably that I slowed down, and also relationship much more important for me. Before, I always like run, 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 and I stopped and potential to people like around me and to myself. That's what I learned about myself, that I slowed down and it helped me. But also, I understand that the diplomacy and fashion project that I started, at first I thought, like, we'll see where it will take it. I understand it's very important because it helps people to understand how to speak without words. And it helps to meet new people I would never meet or they would never meet. So I always connect people even now during COVID, I always do one or another type of networking. And also, I notice that people ask me more because of my background and because of my understanding as a cultural translator. They ask me questions like now, the controversy about Hilaria Baldwin, how she is a famous person. She married to celebrity and she wrote a few books and she is on social media, but she was not famous. But she became famous and like overnight because they found that she identified herself as a Spanish man. Actually, she's from Boston. But she <laughs> even like faked Spanish accent when she was talking to people. I also thought that she's Spanish, but now I understand that the truth comes out and she's basically American. But what is so interesting for me that it's not about, you know, usually who you are, but 
what media story you want to publish about yourself. So maybe for her it was like a PR trick, and it is kind of like fancy to have a European accent, not American. And this is for me very, very interesting. The identity of American versus of identity of European and what is the difference and why. But it's political questions. But I always think about it. And people ask about my identity. And I always answer in a so complicated way that they kind of like smile. That's so, why it's so hard to answer those questions because, again, you have to go back to accepting that I'm a divine being. We really are that. We have to keep remembering that now more than ever. Because how do we reach to that point where we just stop trying to put ourselves in categories all the time? Exactly. You know? like, and put ourselves in a box. Identity or who we are is so sensitive now, you know? Yeah, there are so many things, like so many questions, right? Like people ask and you want to ask yourself. So it is kind exactly. of important. And people ask me as well all the time. I bet they do. So... What would you like to share to the close of our show, the main message for our humanity today? What's the message that you'd like to give our young girls out there and young men and women? What's the message? The message is freedom. Freedom to choose is the most important lesson. And I wish everybody in 2021 to be free in their mind, in their emotions, in their body, and also freedom to live and how, with whom, what to believe, and etc. So once you're free, you can choose all the rest because freedom to choose is the most important. I always share it with my friends, but now I have a chance to share with your listeners as well. Okay, that's beautiful. I love that. Could you leave us with a website that our listeners can find out more about the work that you're doing and are there any upcoming events you would like to mention now that you're doing? Anything that we can do to be of support to your work? So the best way is yes, through my website. It's diplomacyandfashion.com. And also there is a link to my email so they can ask me any questions and anything that they're interested or send me information they would like to share. Maybe they have some really interesting anecdotes or funny story that happened to them when they were the dress into event and it was not belong there and how they felt about it. So I always like to collect such stories. I love that. And dear, it was just such a delight to have you on America Meditating Radio and I'm looking so forward to hearing about all the amazing things you'll be doing in 2021 with it starting mm-hmm. with a bang of you just really reaching out there and sharing your message and your artistic flair to the world, I can only tell you, you have my 100% good wishes, blessings, and auspicious omens on your head. So lots and lots of love and lots of good wishes for this year and beyond. Thank you so much, Sister Jenna. It's always so special to talk to you. <laughs> What's the best website address for people to get in touch with you again? www.diplomacyandfashion.com Okay, good. So that's www.diplomacyandfashion.com. Yes. Sounds perfect. Have a wonderful year. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio. Beautiful, everyone. You see how you learned a lot today? It's the beginning of the year, and we're starting it off with the beauty of fashion and fashion being able to show our worth, our self-respect, but also the art of diplomacy. I'll tell you this. If you can learn how to navigate around the sensitivities of personalities – 
you're going to have a lot more friends in 2021. And even though sometimes it feels a little odd, you don't know if the person is being honest or not, truthful or not with you, at least they're trying. They're just trying not to hurt your feelings. The question is, are you willing to be honest with yourself? (laughs) Thank you for joining us on America Meditating Radio. Remember, no one has the power to take away your happiness unless you give them the permission. But we really are here to develop the art of loving each other the same. So let's do that. All the very best. Be well. Enjoy the rest of the day. And don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to America Meditating Radio. Take good care, everyone. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or in iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.